Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Kevin Owens. Yeah, and I'm Sami Zayn. And what are they listening to? You want to inform the them? Pro the Pro Wrestling Show. The Pro Wrestling Show. That's right. Of course. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Show. Well said. So, John, we're on show seven. Yeah. And we're on our second show being recorded in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> we technically recorded the WrestleMania special in a bar as well. Oh, God. Well, yeah. I wasn't including that in the seven. So if we're going all the way out to there, we've done three shows in a bar so far. What's wrong uh, with that? Today? Today it's a lunchtime affair. It's not that after a wrestling event where we've had free drinks all night. <laughs> it's a little Friday lunchtime uh, watching Egypt, Uruguay yeah. in Bodines in Balham. <laughs> Shout out Bodines. Eating far too many ribs. And, uh, and not all the ribs, too. though. We've we very poor effort today. I'm off to uh, Beyonce and Jay Z later, so I can't fill myself up too much. Otherwise, I'll just be a bloated mess while I'm you're an animal dancing around to drunken love. You're an absolute animal. <laughs> Which also means this podcast will be up on Saturday morning, not on Friday, as originally promised. So you apologise you listen to this on Saturday morning. It's all right. I'm fine. Are, are you annoyed that she's not going to play single ladies? No, not at all. I'm really <laughs> excited. I think the set list is going to be. It looks amazing. I'm I'm all in. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling and Beyonce set list show. <laughs> and Jay-Z. I'm more excited and Jay-Z. about Jay-Z than I am Beyonce. But well, I'm, having Jay-Z a lot more. I'm having a pizza tonight, probably. Well, you're the Chinese. Oh, yeah. You oh, literally just told me you were having a Chinese. One or the other. Ta- I'm having a takeaway tonight. So How was talk LA? About LA was good. I've literally just landed. You've just picked me up. So, mm-hmm. you know. That's the kind on, of friend I am. Back on the work hype straight away. Um... I was more I was more invested in the ribs to be honest. <laughs> this is the most American food I've eaten in the last week, and I've been in America for a week. Strong. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, I, I didn't sleep a lot. I went to Venice Beach yesterday, and I had a coffee, which um, I don't know if you know about California. Will I'm sure you do that they recently legalized certain things. Yeah, had, yeah. I'm, had, I'm had, a, had a special coffee and um, had a special coffee and didn't quite realize what I was getting myself into. So. Uh, very, very chilled out going through security at the airport today, <laughs> I have to say. I think that's legal. And yet you didn't sleep on the flight. No, it kind of wore off then. And I had some dude next to me just hammering me with his shoulder every time he moved. Not long after California had legalised it, I went. I was in San Francisco. And I was flying from San Francisco to L.A., maybe? I can't really remember. I was going from one place Such to another a jet anyway. Maybe it was, no, it was when I was going from San Francisco, San Francisco to New York. That was it, when I was over there with my wife just on holiday. And then I just legalised it. And there was a guy in the airport who had his dog with him. First of all, dogs are allowed on planes in America if you've got sidewalk. That is the most... Imagine that. You get... In the UK, you get sat next to some... Yeah, in the UK, here. you get sat next to some spotty little kid. In America, you get sat next to a French bulldog with all the 
toys it can dream of. Uh, so we, uh, we was chatting to this guy, and he had a dog, and he was rolling up two absolutely <laughs> massive joints. And I was just like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, um, well, despite the fact that I'm flying from San Francisco to Los Angeles, both places within California where weed is legal at both, I can't take it through the airport. And I only found this out just now. So he was going to smoke the two biggest joints I've ever seen in the history of time. Like, the sort of thing that would knock Dr. Dre out. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, he, he proceeded to go outside, smoke them both, and then go and get it on It wasn't Tim Westwood, was it? It wasn't Tim Westwood, no, but that would be incredible. <laughs> Have you seen that? Have you seen that on, like, yeah, yeah, 420, yeah, like, fuck. sitting there, like, come on, mate. The guy's a disgrace. He is a disgrace. disgrace. Yeah. Um, coming up on the show, a little bit later on, we were here from Triple H. It was the... Triple H? Yeah, I don't know. H. Shut up. Paul Levesque. Paul Levesque. Paul Levesque did a conference my, One of my air hostess... Hosted, ho- one of the guys on the plane that was working, whatever they call them these days, looked <laughs> the just men? like Triple H. What? Like, yeah, he did. He had like... like he was, stacked. Yes. Yeah, seriously stacked. Bald head. Big old beard. But he was even more tanned, which I didn't think was possible. I did get a photo, but he didn't quite look like him in that photo. So. Paul Levesque is increasingly looking like a Marvel villain with the bald head and the big beard, but I like it. Maybe like he's it. jealous of John Cena. Uh, he, yeah, so he did a conference call with the UK media earlier this week, chatted about a lot of stuff, the, about Johnny Saint, about the UK tournament, about what he's thought of Download. I thought it was really interesting that he's watched every single match from Download. And actually now, to prepare for the UK tournament, they're putting up all of the first-round matches on their YouTube channel, yeah. the WWE YouTube channel. So you can Free. right now, as we're recording, watch... Flash Morgan Webster against James, James Drake. Drake. You can watch Ashton Smith against Joseph Connors. You can watch um, <laughs> the, the trying, other one. Yeah, we've been trying to hide the fact that uh, Jack Gallagher beat Drew Gulak about six weeks ago <laughs> to advance <laughs> in the tournament, and then they didn't even put it on NXT on Wednesday. They just gave it away on the YouTube yeah. channel. So it's on. It, so you can watch it somewhere. It's yeah. not just been like, oh, this happened by the way. Yeah, yeah they've put right. it on YouTube. Okay, so good. you can watch it there. I've um, I've sort of distanced myself from any form of work while I've been away, so I I, I am up to speed, but not just not quite. So I've trimmed it down a little bit from the 45 minutes odd he was on the phone, but there's about half hour of that on the end of this mm. podcast. We just wanted to give you a little bit of a preview ahead to a cracking weekend. Do you want to talk about SmackDown from this week? We said we were going to do it on this show. We can do. It's a bit in the, in the past now, but, you know. Honestly, Daniel Bryan against Shelton Benjamin was quite good. Yeah. The women at the top were, were fine. It was all kind of fine. It was, yeah. it was just, it was a good show, not a great show, but not what you want five days before... The first pay-per-view in six weeks. Better than Raw, though. <laughs> Much better than Raw. Someone, someone tweeted us <laughs> agreeing about us absolutely slating it the other day, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, I said, what a time to be alive as a UK <laughs> WWE fan. I meant on the UK scene, and he was like... <laughs> yeah, Have you watched Raw? T- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, what are you saying? Because yeah. Raw was absolutely dreadful. I mean, we got another low blow from uh, Shinsuke, which I get a little bit bored of now. It's a bit, and it's going to keep happening... And this weekend he's going to do it, but AJ Styles isn't going to stay down, and that's going to be it. He isn't going to stay down. You think he's not going to win? I think I think Shinsuke will win. We'll get, we're going to get on to it. Oh, right, okay, yeah, that's fine. coming up. That's going to happen. Don't you worry. All right. Uh, we're trying to talk slightly quietly because we're being we are in a bar, antisocial in a bar, watching the football. It's all Egypt nil, Uruguay nil. In case anyone cares, <laughs> approaching the seventieth minute. <laughs> if you're listening to this next Wednesday, <laughs> Uruguay with a corner, then in we'll, from the right oh, side, oh. bit of a scramble. Are we allowed in, to do this? Technically, we haven't got the rights to commentate on this, Will. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get in any trouble when people are listening to this, having already heard the result. Yeah, uh, that's true. 
But then NXT. I haven't seen NXT because I was uh, very busy getting hideously drunk. So tell me about NXT. Pete, to, uh, Pete Dunne was good, right? To, well, a couple of big things to highlight from NXT. I mean, you had Bianca Belair going up against Aaliyah and then having a face-off with Dakota Kai backstage. That was very good. Lovely uh, potential little feud bubbling away there in the women's division. EC3 excellent against Cassius Ono. Beating him in just... It was a, it was a sprint of a match, just four minutes. But, you know, excellent, excellent work. And yeah. And uh, all in all, you got War Raiders going and doing a squash. That was fine. The two things to really highlight: there was our Gargano Champa package to hype the match on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That honestly gave me a little bit of wood. <laughs> a branch. I would say it was like a two-third it a chub. It was more than a half chub. It was like a two-third chub. Two-third chub. It was like f- the, the version they posted. chubby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave Meltzer would have not given it seven stars, but would have probably hovered around the four and a half mark. Seven inches. Seven stars he gave um, Omega. <laughs> I know. Ricardo. I'm like, I get that he is seen as, his ratings are seen as the gold standard. They're the one that people pay attention to. Yeah. But I feel it's getting farcical at this point. And, and don't get me wrong. I think it might be one of the best wrestling matches I've ever watched. Yeah, absolutely. I've but seven it. stars. Why don't you try and make the chub factor that, you, that you're doing, three-quarter chubby, whatever, you know, fractions of a chubby, why don't you try and make that the new gold <laughs> <Industry> standard? Stand. <laughs> yeah. I give that a, a two-third That chub. raw opening segment was one-eighth of a chubby. Oh, God, it's never more than that. Yeah. Um, which was incredible. That package yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Well worth going and searching out on their YouTube. It's up there or it's on their... Uh, or on their Twitter feed as well. And then the UK title match at the top. Pete Dunne, honestly, Pete Dunne at 24 years old, he yeah. has the potential to be an all-time great. And Get Pete on Raw. I'm, I'm save Raw. <laughs> save Please, Raw, Peter. Pete in. Peter. Um, <laughs> that was even subdued because we're in a bar. <laughs> Peter! Will! There you go. I did it fully. He's an employee now? next to you as well. <laughs> She's the reason I'm keeping most quiet. We haven't paid the bill yet. If they throw us out, technically we've got a free lunch. Uh... Kyle O'Reilly was great. Played the role fantastically. Like him playing the yeah. belt as his sorry, the playing the, the air guitar. As his guitar. If you don't think that Kyle O'Reilly playing the belt like an air guitar is funny, then you and me aren't friends. It's as simple as that. You are fascinated by that. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. No, I'm aware. You're talking to the listeners. <laughs> I'm also watching uh, Egypt Uruguay just Will, over your stop head. Stop watching the football. This is not a football <laughs> podcast. Hello. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah. 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 We're good. Yeah. 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 Not bad. You're right. It's fine. <laughs> we Do we get involved? We can cut this bit out. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't asked anyone. We're just doing it. Could I get a refill on my Coke, please? Thank you. I'm good, thank you. No. I'd like to thank the hospitality at Bodine's. <laughs> Sponsor our podcast. Hashtag please. free food. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pete Dunn, Carl O'Reilly, locked up for what ended up being, you know, only 10, 11 minutes long, but properly showing off. That you can, in mm-hmm. a 10, 11 minutes, with, with a hot crowd, with a kind of proper strong style going on. Um, it was intense. It was like you saw the angle of Pete's injury being worked by Kyle O'Reilly. Really good heel work. You saw, like, uh, just all the way through, everything about the match was just really well paced, really well tempered. And honestly, I mean, like, okay, four-star match kind of thing. But on TV on a Wednesday night, can't really ask for more than that. 80%, it was pay-per-view level. 80% chubby. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and also it backed up my theory from a couple of podcasts ago that Pete Dunne's hair always looks longer on TV than it does in person. Do you think he grows it and then... Do, do you think he... He's he gets really, a haircut every three weeks. He's, he's really concerned that on the TV tapings it won't look like time has passed. So he lets his hair grow really long and then cuts it gradually. <laughs> I don't think Pete Dunne gives that much of a toss. But perhaps. But yeah, I mean, like it, it still proves that NXT is the most solid product they have at the moment by and, far. And honestly, I know that Kyle O'Reilly is defending the tag championships against only Lorcan and Danny Birch at NXT TakeOver, but what Pete Dunne's not doing on that lineup, I don't know. It's almost like I think, feel like they're saving him for the UK tournament on the Tuesday it's and shame, the Monday it? night for the Undisputed Era against British Strong-style matchup. Or they're not, do you, have you noticed? That's something. Not calling it that anymore. Are they not? They've, started, they've, they've been calling it the Undisputed Era against Mustache Mountain and Pete Dunne. Right. They've been destabled. They've been destabled. destabilized. It's because Pete's a heel and the rest of. I don't know. Is Pete a heel? I can't work out anymore because he's going up against. Oh, who cares? Either way, NXT is the most exciting thing that WWE have going at the moment. Um, are we going to talk about Money in the Bank? Well, I think we start off by talking about Takeover first, right? Well, or have we talked about it enough? Oh, you know, Takeover was by far my favorite thing about WrestleMania weekend, so I could talk about Takeover some more. And we'll have Alistair Black coming up uh, next week, and he talks to us about his match with Lars Sullivan and how he can, you know, how he can still be convincingly brutal against a, a guy like that, which I think is is a tough thing to sell when you're going for kicks to the head and you know slaps to the stomach and stuff. But he won me over totally at download. Five matches. I think the fact is, I quite like it that takes over. Not, there's no filler. No. Five matches, nothing weak on there. And I was thinking about it, you could easily have another three or four matches on there based on the feuds that are currently going on. But like, for example, for next week on NXT, they have set um, Dakota Kai against Bianca Belair, and they've set um, a match for EC3 as well. And those guys have been taken off TakeOver. They're not on TakeOver this time. No, they're not, yeah. And there's going to be, obviously, the big thing at the uh, UK tournament with EC3 and Velveteen Dream and stuff as well. But they're not... It's like... WWE could do with doing this not every member of talent has to be on the show every single week no I don't, I'm not talking like Brock Lesnar levels of being not there but not everyone there's has to be few, there for every there's show there's been a few weeks where AJ Styles hasn't been on and uh, like Alexa Bliss was off for a few weeks and Charlotte as well so it can work you don't have to have all those people on well AJ Styles was having a haircut and I don't know what the other two were doing Charlotte was having that thing fixed wasn't she <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I refuse to engage. Didn't she have a puncture? (laughs) She did. See? Slow leak. (laughs) You know that stuff when you're a kid and your parents (laughs) had put... They pump your tyres full of that gunk. What's it called? So that when you punctured your tyres, it just kind of filled up a hole. Yeah. That. She's had that. God. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to? I know what you're looking forward to. You're looking forward to the Chicago street fight. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. the, The way in which they have elevated this feud over the past couple of months after TakeOver New Orleans. And I am fully convinced that what we're going to see is a really brutal match that maybe Candice LeRae gets involved in. And I think what you, what you could see to keep Johnny Gargano over is that there's a threat to Candice LeRae. He defends her. That's how Champa gets... A, a reasonably cheap win. I mean, as cheap a win as you can get when they've had a brutal battle for 25 minutes. Yeah. But you set it to a, a win a piece and then you take it to a rubber match. Oh, I don't know. On the main ros- roster. I was going to say, where Somerset, do you think this ends? WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, it could go on and on, couldn't it? Anywhere like that would be and ideal for me. We saw that last match was like a highlight of the WrestleMania weekend. So, 
This, this stuff, is going to be just as good. they've been doing on the weekly NXT shows has just been better than anything from the WWE product in absolute years. It's Honestly, it's superb. I love it. I'm more into Ricochet Velveteen Dream, mainly because I like people jumping off shit uh, stuff. <laughs> this is a PG <laughs> podcast. It's, it's really not. Okay, I'm ju- I just like people jumping off stuff. So Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream is obviously going to be good. They're going to jump off stuff, aren't they, as much as they can in a, in a straight-up singles match. Have you been watching or have you been following the two of them on social media who have been having a whale of a time with this? Like Velveteen Dream tweeted last night, for those of you who hoping for a five-star match at Chicago. I hate to disappoint. There'll only be one star at the end of the match, and it will be Velveteen Dream and stuff like that. uh, That's that's almost (laughs) cheesy. Um, I... Ricochet on social media is just literally him working out and not eating a a carb in sight. You know, it's just... Hey, I'm eating again. Nope, no carbs. And a lot of him posting pictures of what uh, of what Velveteen Dream looked like when he was doing uh, Tough Enough, oh, wow. <laughs> which he's been posting a lot of pictures of. He reminds me of someone, and I can't think who it is. Don't I? You have a think about it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'll have a think about it. At the end of the podcast, I'll just shout a name at random, and it won't make any sense <laughs> if you miss this bit of the podcast. <laughs> so, Velveteen Dream and Ricochet. What I love is that this is Velveteen Dream's second feud since getting into NXT, and they've both been spectacular, really good fun, probably felt like feuds, like two men actually arguing over something. My only thing is, I actually don't know who's going to win this, because in theory, Ricochet coming in with all of his background doesn't need the heat of a win. No. But they do like to act on NXT like nobody has had a past. No, exactly. Uh, Everyone's new. And treat them as new, so... Well... I don't know who needs the win more. I... I just think it's going to be really entertaining. I, I'm not entirely fussed who wins. I just think it'll be good. So I think I'll enjoy watching it. So maybe Velveteen Dream gets the win, but Ricochet still gets over because it's such a good match kind of thing. Yeah, maybe Velveteen wins, but Ricochet does all the crazy stuff. Like the jumping out of the ring. That was, you know, we've talked about the front flip. You what? You what? <laughs> In your face. Um, uh, yeah, I think maybe he'll do, he'll do that kind of stuff. And, and Whoever does win. Adam Cole, North American title, that's the next feud. Yes, please. Because that's... If we're talking about what's not on the show this weekend, that title literally isn't being defended. No. He's not even there, is he, Adam Cole? No. No. He'll be in the UK on Monday, though. Did we talk about that? Hashtag Ooh. where's Adam Cole? Yeah. Someone, someone did actually get back to us with a rumour. Um, Adam Cole excuses. I can't remember who it was, but thank you very much. <laughs> um, Will, what are you saying about Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross? I'll say first i'm not really that fussed they haven't built this anywhere near no. enough because we've had the dakota kai run for ages and then nikki cross is meant to have turned up as this crazy threat who Shayna can't get out of her head but it's all kind of happened over two weeks and not really like it's a it's a rare miss from nxc yeah. in recent times and i think baszler still has a lot to learn about uh, while we've been praising, and I, I'm sorry to keep linking the two, but while we've given Ronda Rousey so much praise for her facials and for that side of her work, Shayna Baszler has just not lived up to anything on that no, factor. No, not at all. I'm not. I don't think she can act. And I think she's convincing as a, like a monster heel in the ring. But, yeah, I, Nikki Cross, it felt like she needed somebody else first and then Nikki Cross was like the so, next person that she would go up against. I think looking at it positively, maybe it's a good way for Nikki Cross to sort of, you know, have a bit of identity for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you know what would be Yeah, better? it's also first Nikki Cross post-sanity and it hasn't, there's been no build to it at exactly. all. Exactly, but you know what would improve this is if it was Shayna Baszler versus Tony Storm. <laughs> we all know that. You know, we know that there's rumours around. I know, I'd prefer to see that. Well... We now know that the UK tournament extra match that's been added, which we hear Triple H talk about a little bit later Triple on, but on H. the Monday, Isla Dawn, Ginny, Killer Kelly, 
Tony Storm. Fatal four-way to determine the number one contender I love for the NXT all. Women's Championship. I love them all. I feel like we have an affinity to Ginny. I feel yeah. like we should support Ginny Forever because she was on our first uh, pilot. But then also Tony Storm is one of my favourites. And also Isla Dawn is one of my favourites. And, so they, and they get to go on and face Shayna Baszler. I mean, the, the winner of the match on Saturday on Monday. <laughs> you're going to sound like a real idiot if she loses. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to this podcast on Sunday. Nah, no one cares what I think. Uh, nah, she's going to win, isn't she? Let's face it. And look, the tank match looks great. Yeah. And Alistair Black, Lars Sullivan, like I said, they gave it to us at download and it was great. I think... I'm not sure it's going to live up to last year and the UK title or live up to New Orleans. But, yeah, of course not. But is it going to smash... Sunday's Money in the Bank? Very, very possibly. Um, can I just say, in that tag match, if Mustache Mountain turn up and interfere, I'll probably pop in my living room. <laughs> well, I don't want to know Not about for that, the mate. first time. How, how, what percentage of a chub will that be? What <laughs> fraction? 110% chub. Like, it's actually unhealthy. <laughs> it's actually... Yeah, it's, it's too much chub. Oh, that's a save. Sorry, we're not watching the football, are we? No. Seven, minute, the seven minutes left. Egypt nil, Uruguay nil. Cavani! Edison! That was a good shot. How are they drawing with them? If you haven't watched the game <laughs> from Egypt and Uruguay from probably three or four days ago at this point that you're listening, good shot in the 81st minute. Lovely stuff. Uh, money in the bank. Now, big rumour for money in the bank yeah. is that did you see the botch? on Monday night on Raw. Was it when Bobby Roode very obviously called? <laughs> no, 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 we, we talked about that before, that. yeah. Uh, Natalia came out to the ring with a left knee injury <laughs> and then backstage later <laughs> Had a right. was filmed with an ice pack around her right knee, uh. right? <laughs> There's a big faction of people on Twitter who are absolutely 100% convinced that the plan is... That that's not done on purpose, that that wasn't a botch, that she is essentially going to win the women's money in the bank, which probably will start the show, let's be honest. They'll top and tail yeah. with money in the banks. Yeah. And then they'll let Ronda beat Jax for the title, but have Natty immediately cash in, turn heel, win the title offer. So they put it on her for like two minutes and then she loses the title And is that again. the theory that then they can do a programme together because they've trained together and they might get Ronda some better matches? Well, the is idea that what you're was that they were going to work together, but then they suddenly started being mates and it was all <laughs> it was a very bit... very weird, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of... If Natty does that, that's the like the... The quickest heel, the quickest face turn, heel turn ever. It, it reminds me of Bret Hart when he's in WCW. Yeah. The Hart family being mecked over again for uh, <laughs> for the sake of putting over new talent. Yeah, what a that's shock. true. That's but true. My problem is with that is I desperately want Becky Lynch to win the Money in the Bank. I we kind both of, do, don't we? I would. Uh, there's others there. I would happily see. Right. Let's it. let's just let's Sasha just say Banks, who isn't going to win. Moon. Who isn't going to win Money Charlotte. in the Bank? Right. Charlotte Flair isn't going to win. No. Oscar's not going to win. Nope. She's not in it. Nope. It'd be impossible. <laughs> I meant Alexa, sorry. I just can't, I just can't read. Alexa won't win. Lana's um, obviously not going to win. Lana won't win. Naomi won't win. Sasha Banks won't win. Because she's... Yeah. Uh, so there'll be something... Yeah, Bailey. Bailey's not in it. Bailey's there'll be something Something will happen. So we're looking at Natty, possibly Becky, possibly Ember Moon, but I don't know if she Too needs early. it. Too early. Too All right, Will's calling it. Too early. So it's Natty or Becky, so... I'll say Becky, you say Natty, or we'll see, what, see what happens on, on Monday, won't we? Um, last man standing match, we'll talk about that, we've already touched on it. We think Nakamura's going to win, don't we? Yeah, 100%. 
I think you don't you think he'll win at SummerSlam? Put, you don't put the title on him now after all this feud has gone on and on and on. I don't want this same feud at SummerSlam. I don't want it anymore. You've, I never thought that you would give me AJ Styles, Shinsei Nakamura, and I would bitch about it. But right now, I'm bitching about it. Yeah. Like, Omega Ricarda was four matches over an 18-month period. Yeah. We've had four matches in two and a half months. And none of them have been amazing. I thought their match on Raw that we were at, on SmackDown yeah. that we were at, was their best match. Which is mad. I... Well, their best non-New Japan match is obviously... Oh, yeah, well, of course, of course. I mean, like, you know, they've spent, they've spent a fair whack on his new video for him to come into. You don't want to waste that and not give him the title. <laughs> I think you put it on Shinsuke. You put him up against Samoa Joe. Yeah. Nice. That's more like it. Sexy. <laughs> Bit right. of brutality. Whatever floats your boat. Um, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey, you, we've already talked about this, you think? I'm, I'm inspired. Just, I'm just not, don't care. Right, let's move on then. We've already said Ronda Rousey's going to win. Carmella versus Oscar, are they really going to give Oscar another title while Carmella's actually doing all right at the moment? I just, it has to be a shonky finish. Have you seen that James Ellsworth uh, has pulled out oh, of an event this weekend? God, please, no. He might be back. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, she's enough of a heel as it is. If at Money in the Bank, the place where last year he went and stole the title <laughs> for her and then they had to put her back <laughs> over on Raw the following week because people hated it so much. Yeah. If he, returns, if he came back. But that's a rumour. He's had to cancel a couple of shows. Oh, really? That is... Right, I mean, like, okay, let's move on from that. I, I think she's just going to retain it somehow, but I'm, I'm not sure he's going to be there. Um, out of the next three matches, Will, I want you to tell me which match you care about the least. Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal. I mean, you've got your winner there. Blood, what? Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn? <laughs> no, because Sami Zayn at least... You know, I think he'll get a decent match out of him if we ignore all the other nonsense. It's really funny because the build-up of this, Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal, it was announced and everyone went, oh, really? Whereas Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn, everyone went, oh, this could be... Oh, no, 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 no they've done it really <laughs> badly. Really, this really isn't going to be good at all. Whereas the build of Roman Reigns, Jinder hasn't been terrible when you consider the yeah, characters no, it involved. Hasn't. It's been big, it's been I brutal, just... it's been backstage attacks, it's been... But they're just two people I don't care about. No, exactly. And they're both great in their own rights, but just not at the moment, not how this has been done. For me, Bludgeon Brothers versus Gallows and Anderson... I just want Gallison Anderson to win. Apparently it's on the pre-card now. Although they put oh. it on the pre-card, they announced it on the pre-show, and then it's been kind of taken off the pre-show Gallison again. and Anderson so. are just, they're getting, you look at them, they're getting ripped. They're getting ripped so that they I can tear it up. I would love to see them tear it up. I think Gallows and Anderson and AJ Styles, perhaps when Shinsuke loses, uh, wins the title, maybe it's then it's time. it's time to reunite mm. the good brothers. Uh, I would love it. They, and and we'll get um, AJ to shave his head. Well, with these rumours that you've got old... Uh, with these, I hope not. I really, I think that would be weird. With these rumours that WWE are suddenly back chasing New Japan talent again, yeah. even though they're all under contract, but they can have those initial conversations mm -hmm. which they're allowed to do legally, then, you know, it'd be the perfect time to kind of start I mean, to tear it up. This is a huge conversation, maybe for another day, but... Gallows uh -oh. and Anson, Bludgeon Brothers, I think will end up being another Bludgeon Brothers squash. It probably will be. But wouldn't it be exciting if they put on Gallows and Anson clean in a proper match? Yeah, and then just had, you know, had them kicking it with AJ Styles, though he wouldn't be the champion, would he? I don't know. I would You're like to see that. You're fantasy booking again. I am, sorry. <laughs> I just like, I like, the, I like the guys. I can watch your eyes just I like the guys. Over. I know, I like um, the guys. So you asked me which of those three matches I care about the least. Yeah. The answer is Daniel Bryan against Big Cass. <laughs> 
Because I, mean? <laughs> I care about that so that, little. That was just a given, wasn't it? I'm throwing it in there as well. I mean, surely, with Samoa Joe not on the uh, card there, is he going to come out and get involved in that? Well, he's in the, he's in the Bunny in the Bank. Yeah, but he's better than that. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need that briefcase. <sighs> they could have him absolutely tearing everything apart every week, but... Maybe they'll have, they have a Raw superstar win Money in the Bank and then have them challenge Seth Rollins to the Intercontinental title because Brock Lesnar's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, um, I, I'm Rollins Elias, however, uh, well excited. Yeah, I, 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 think it's be I think Elias might win. Shut... No. No, I oh. don't know. He's very over. But Seth's insane. Seth is like the number one guy in the company yeah, right now. He's the guy that should be pushing. I, th- I just think Elias would be great. I mean, I mean, the point of the Intercontinental Championship is it's meant to be the working title. It's also meant to be the title that you use to build a guy up, the, to take him from to that next level. Maybe you do have Elias win it. Let him get to I that would. next level, and then have Seth go up against Brock at SummerSlam instead yes. of Roman. Yes. Mm. Why aren't they doing that? Don't lick that microphone. This I might have to touch that one. Right, I'm always having the yellow one. You, I'm never having the red one. It's not the blue one, which Bret Hart used to scratch his I mean, face for most of the interview. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> this is basically, we're basically the new day sat in a bar. Um, I hope he wins that. And I hope, yeah, I hope they push Seth because um, don't push Roman. We need no, to grab no the bill, by the way, because yeah. I need to... Oh, Uruguay have scored. Have they? totally missed it. That's oh, all right. <laughs> it was probably Cavani. Oh, no. Jimenez in the 89th minute. There you Greg, go. There's, there's a result of a fixture you watched three days ago. <laughs> I hope they only watched yesterday, because oh, otherwise all this build-up is going to be pointless. What else have we got to talk about, Well, Triple H coming up, United Kingdom. Yeah. We're going to be speaking with a bunch of the UK guys on Monday. Now, obviously, the problem is we're going to be speaking with a bunch of the UK guys on Monday, then we're speaking with Triple H and Shawn Michaels in, like, a round-table setting on the Tuesday. Yeah. So with both of those, watch our social media channels, at Pro Wrestle Show on both yeah. Twitter and Instagram, because we'll use some of the content, I guess, but... My hope will be that we'll get some of the guys after the tournament and actually speak to the winner and actually speak to, you know, get Pete on if he wins the title on the Tuesday again. Like, try and angle it in that direction for you. Because actually the thing is, we've interviewed Pete Dunn like three, four times. He's never actually for this podcast, only ever for the radio. Yeah, that's, only true. For, that's So true. he's not been on the show yet and desperately needs to. We need yeah. to get British Strong Style as a threesome in studio. When the, an hour. I want an hour with, with British Strong Style. I'm all over that. Can we make that happen? We can make that happen. Right. Speaking. I mean, I'm making promises that my ass can't keep. <laughs> As you always do. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think at this point, we've talked a lot about the tournament. Let's just make a quick prediction. Yeah, absolutely. On what, on you shout the match, I'll give you my prediction. Okay, so first of all, just a reminder that you're also getting British Strong Style against Undisputed Era. Unbelievable. Seriously, there are tickets still available for this. doesn't matter that England are playing that night. Go no. and watch this. It's going to be far more entertaining. Yeah. And Isla Dawn, Ginny and Killer Kelly and Tony Storm going up for the Fatal 4-Way. Right. In bracket one, yeah, Zach Gibson against Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Well, Gentleman Jack Gallagher doesn't need to be put over, and they're really hot on Zach Gibson, so he's going to win that. So big Zach in the semis, and he, yeah, and you've said that Who, he needs to get a mic. He didn't have a mic at Download, which is ugh. crazy. If you've ever seen Zach Gibson at an There's independent, the guy show. from the Mirror, Na- uh, Neil, was there, and uh, Neil Docking, and he's from the Northwest. He's based at Liverpool or Manchester, one of the two. Huh. Uh, Don't get it mixed up, <laughs> and. He was livid, absolutely livid, that he wasn't given a chance to get on the mic. So he'll be in the semi-final against Flash Morgan Webster or Jordan Devlin. Oh, uh, semi-final. So what a match that's going to be, by the way, in the quarterfinals. I know. I, I think Flash. I think. Yeah, I think if you look at their social and etc., they are pushing him a lot harder than they are Jordan Devlin. 
Because Flashmore, you could say it's like the Battle of uh, the Battle of the Northwest. Although Flash isn't technically from the Northwest, but he represents them in his theme. No, I'm not kind buying of. It. Other half, oh. uh, I'm going Flash. Uh, other half, Joe Coffee against Dave Mastiff, the big guys head to head. <laughs> I mean, shrugs don't work. In uh, all form, I, just, I, don't, I couldn't pick. I couldn't pick one in that. That's going to be the I'm surprise. Say Joe Coffee, you need a Scott to get through, and then Travis Banks against Ashton Smith. Now we didn't think Ashton Smith would win in the first round. Yeah, I'd be amazed if he wins in this round. I think Travis, I think Travis Banks, Banks is really hot right now. Joe so. Coffee, Zach Gibson, Flash Morgan Webster, and your finalist will be Zach Gibson versus Travis Banks. With Zach Gibson winning it, absolutely, and facing Peter when Peter turns Tuesday. when Peter turns face and joins British Strong Style. Yeah. and we all get 100% chubby. Right, keep an eye over our coverage over the weekend because we will be kind of live-tweeting stuff, kind yeah. of yeah, we will. preview, review, we'll get some more videos up. We've got some more Gargano, Candice LeRae, Alistair Black stuff to post as well. Good. So keep an eye over it all. Um, and don't forget, if you like your T-shirts, um, when I was at... Uh, are you getting the bill while I'm talking? I'm trying to get the bill you while, are you're, while you're shilling. You are a piece of work, aren't While you're shilling. Right, I'm, all I'm, I'm going to say is that while I was walking around L.A., about five people stopped me and asked me about my Chris Jericho T-shirt. It's a great from Urban Species. I, yeah, I'm absolutely gutted. Will's I gutted. It was meant to be Will's. In my size. <laughs> it was meant to be Will's. <laughs> but mine is like one size too big, so it looks like a sort of mini dress on me. Which yeah, it's a good look. And honestly, five people. <laughs> I was and people to myself, how would I like to see John? In people were walking past me, going like, "Yeah, why do Jay?" And I forgot I was wearing it. I was like, "What's going on? Like, what are these? Do so they did they recognise me from the podcast <laughs> already?" Turns out, no, they just saw the t-shirt. Um, if you've seen it, or we'll tweet it. You can see it at Pro Wrestle Show. It's there somewhere. Um, if you like it. And you want to buy a T-shirt from Urban Species? Doesn't have to be the same one. It can be any They've of them. They've got so many cool T-shirts. Oh, throwbacks. Alexa Bliss really, one's really cool as well. Um, they just released some Ember Moon ones, which are really cool. Yes, they have. Lynch ones coming out, which are really cool. They've so got loads of cool ones. ones. It's a nice great. alternative take on the uh, WWE ones. They're all official. Like they are a licensee. They're not just. They're, they're, we're not. We're not hawking knockoffs here. We're not that bloke outside a gig with a tarpaulin and loads of T-shirts from Fruit of the Loom. Uh, you can just go to Urban Species. Just use the code Marks Ten. You get 10% off as well. Will hasn't managed to get the bill. Oh, he's just done the international sign for the bill. Yeah, she knew what I was doing. What are you, what's your problem? I didn't want to ruin it while you were shilling. <laughs> All right. Mark's 10. You can get 10% off one of those t-shirts Mark's if you like it. 10. Yeah. It couldn't be easier than that. Right, should we have some Triple H? Go on then. Hit me with some Paul Levesque. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Really excited about these events, June 18th and 19th. Royal Albert Hall is such a historic venue. Um, the look, the feel, just the, everything that's gone down there historically. Um, it's a, kind of the place, like I wrestled there in 95, and uh, the last the last show that was there, wrestling show that was there, and um, man, it, it, the aura in that place is incredible. It's just got a, it's got a uh, an ambiance to it that it's tough to, to say. It's a, you remember your first time at Madison Square Garden, you remember walking out at Royal Albert Hall, and that's what the excitement of this event was. It's why I was, um, you know, so anxious to put this event out there, even though it's on a Monday and a Tuesday, um, and you know, it, it kind of prevents us from doing live television there in a way. It uh, the the event itself, the the venue is so meaningful that I really wanted to do these events, and I'm excited that we get the opportunity to be back there. These two days will be extremely exciting. The UK is chock full of talent, and uh, we have the best of the best coming in. And as that tournament uh, comes to a close on Monday, that winner will then go on to Tuesday to face the UK champion Pete Dunne um, for the UK championship. We will have um, a lot of other matches on the card. NXT Women's Championship will uh, be defended against the winner of a uh, – a match the night before. Uh, we will also have uh, the North American Championship being defended and the NXT Tag Team Championships being defended. And and a special tag match, we will have Aleister Black and Ricochet teaming up in a dream match against Velveteen Dream and EC3 on that second night. Um, it will be a historic night. On that first night, we will also have uh, Mustache Mountain Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, plus UK champion Pete Dunne in a six-man tag against the Undisputed Era from NXT. So, uh, you know, it will be an epic two nights of uh, of wrestling from Royal Albert Hall. So with that, I'm going to open it up to questions, and, um, and let's get going. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, again, we're going to start with uh, Sandu at ESPN. Sandu, you can go ahead. Thanks. Um, hi, Paul. Um, I want to start off with your recent hiring of Johnny Saint um, as the new, you know, GM of the WWE UK brand. Um, what was the, I suppose, uh, the recruitment process like for you guys? Uh, and what was it about Johnny that um, that made you guys give him that position? Well, so Johnny, um, if this is the first time that we work with Johnny. Johnny, um, obviously a legend in in uh the uk and and in uh wrestling there um probably a, a a history and a legacy second to none so obviously we are very aware of him he's friends with william regal um you know over the years obviously very aware of him 
when we were there in Blackpool a little over a year ago. Johnny was there. Um, he's done various things with us. When we were in London for the uh, uh, London event that NXT did, he was there. Um, he then came in and did a stint at the Performance Center for us where he came in as a, as a guest coach and uh, was working out of the Performance Center on a daily basis and going on the road with our town and working with him. His wealth of knowledge, you know, Johnny's one of those guys forgotten more about uh, the business than most guys will ever know. And um, it's his experience and his uh, just level of professionalism and everything. It was awesome to have him around. Uh, just got to a point in time, he was in Orlando, and, you know, he's just getting a little homesick, and he wanted to go back, and, you know, he's he's up there in age and uh, wanted to go back, and I think he wanted to see his girlfriend and be home, so he left. I don't remember how long he was with us, maybe six months, maybe more. Um, and he went back home, and uh, we kind of said, look, hey, we, we want to stay in touch, though, and use you for things, and we've kind of done little stuff with him here and there, stayed in touch. And when this came about and the uh, – you know, we were, knew we were moving forward with these events and kind of taking further steps with the U.K. brand. Um, Johnny was my first choice to be the GM. We reached out to him and asked him if he would like to oversee this, and uh, and uh, luckily for us, he said yes. So thrilled to have him. Um, like I said, a legacy second to none, and, uh, you know, he, he has a wealth of knowledge that he will help everybody that he comes into contact with. And as a follow-up, uh, I guess, what is on his plate? What will be his role, responsibility, and what are you hoping he can achieve for you, say, over the next 12 months here in the UK? So I think for us, you know, on, on Johnny's plate, obviously he will be a, a sort of a, a figure within the show, an authority figure within the show um, to help uh, keep things running up and up. He will matchmake, and he will also uh, – you know, on, on a behind-the-scenes standpoint, be a wonderful um, kind of mentor and guide for these talent. Uh, the U.K. being a, a slightly different market, and look, we have a, a handle on that through, uh, you know, the people that work with us, whether that be uh, William Regal or um, um, Johnny Moss or, you know, all, all the, the U.K. people that we have working with us. Um it's it's um, it's just another level of experience and of what works in that market that Johnny can bring to the table. His his ability to take the UK style, that more technical style, and be able to understand how those matchups will work best. That will kind of be his his uh, forte for us. I think is kind of in that matchmaking uh, capability. Brilliant. Thank you. Robbie Brookside is the name that I was uh, completely having a, a whiff on there for a second. I don't know why. I'm you know, one of the biggest cogs in our wheel. So We're going to move over to uh, Costas at uh, Daily Express. Hi, Paul. Uh, nice to talk to you again. Good to talk uh, to you. Uh, as you said, we're going to see a lot of British talent on uh, pretty soon, and obviously there's a lot of uh, British talent going on in the main roster as well. Uh, which one or which ones of those um, of those British superstars could you see becoming the next WWE champion? Well, you know, it's hard to say um, say that. I, I see a lot of talent there, but when I I see. Uh, a, a guy like obviously that stands out to me the most is Pete Dunne. You know, just um, I think his ability to take 
a style from years ago and and a kind of a classic wrestling sense and a joint manipulation sense and bring that that classic UK style back to but to but to do it in a modern form where he kind of blends the two his ability to be comfortable in in what he says and what he does all of that and his his passion for this his growth in this um he's one of those guys that just uh, eats, sleeps, breathes it, you know, and, and um, is constantly learning. He's like a sponge every time I see him, and, and that to me is impressive. So, you know, if I had to pick one guy, it would be Pete, but uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent out there, and, and uh, you know, I, I hate putting pins on guys and saying, like, this is the guy, because I feel like sometimes that's the worst thing you can do to somebody, but there's a, there's a lot of talent <laughs> that I feel could be the next, uh, the next one to, to make it up to that main roster and, and really make an impact. Great. We'll move over to uh, Neil Docking at the Daily Mirror. You can go ahead, Neil. Hey, Neil. Hi, Paul. How are you? Hey, Neil. Hi, you all right? Um, yeah, just wanted to ask, um, the, the standard of matches at uh, Download this year was higher than ever before, in my opinion. It was great to see the UK talent show their ability to work at that level. Can you tell us about the feedback you received, you know, from your guys on the ground, um, whether you get kind of like performance or, or scouting reports, what they had to tell you? Yeah, I, I get uh, I get reports on every single show and every single match that we do. Um, that's that's kind of part of the system. We all do, and um, you know, to be able to give guidance and coach. If we're, if we're not coaching and we're not teaching, then we're not we're not doing anything, you know. And um, so we get we get that that report on on kind of everything we do. I did get very positive reports this year. Um, it's for me. It's. Uh, this is, uh, I think, believe the third year we've been at Download, and um, I, I want that show to be better every time we go there. I want all the shows to be better. If, if we, uh, you know, if, if we go into London, we do a show. Uh, the next time we go back, I want the show to be better. Um, I want the talent to be better. I want everybody to improve. That's the whole point of doing this: is to get better every day. So um, I'm excited that, uh, you know, I think I think Download has become kind of this fun staple event for us. The talent love it. Um, it's a great experience for them. It's a, uh, you know, I, I, I do truly believe my opinion that uh, a lot of fans go uh, for the NXT part of download. You know, the, the fans that are there, the tent is full at every session we do. Um, there's standing room only and they're, they're packed outside of the, uh, the, uh, the event watching uh, through the tent. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful experience for everybody. And, and, uh, I, it's one of the my favorite kind of runs of the year. I think talent really enjoy it. Plus, you know, they, when they're done working for the day, they got to go like watch Guns and Roses. So how, how can that be bad? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, but that's what I did too. Um, but I mean, I wanted, I wanted to say, I mean, there were some great matches from talent who didn't progress in the WWE UK tournament as well. Um, for example, uh, Ligero and Velveteen Dream had an outstanding match. Um, you know, is there an intention to keep showcasing and nurturing the talent? You won't necessarily be at Royal Albert Hall. Oh, absolutely, and and um, you know this is the the intent. Hopefully, we'll have some announcements soon. But the intent is to continue to move forward with his brand, and um, you know all, all of those talent. You know when when you do a tournament, somebody got to win, somebody's got to lose, right? And and you kind of move forward, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking at the wins and the losses. I'm looking at the performances and who does what and, and do they shine? Do they take advantage of that opportunity? 
sometimes I'm, the, I'm of the opinion that the, the guy that loses sometimes is the, really the guy that wins. Um, you know, I, I was impressed by a lot of people. Uh, you know, when I say we get uh, get feedback, I also get video footage. You know, and I, 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 I've seen the majority of the matches from download or at least highlights. Um, really impressed with a lot of talent. So, um, you know, when it comes to the U.K. and that brand and the opportunity that we have in front of us, it's, it's a, a, very, uh, a very bright future in the U.K. Obviously, we, we saw um, Pete Dunn involved on Monday Night Raw back in November. Um, do, you, do you feel like you could, uh, you know, mix these guys? Because, you know, you, like, there tends to be kind of a, a bit of a split between the 205 Live guys and the main roster guys, and then the U.K. guys are on a separate thing entirely. Could we see more of a mixture between, uh, you know, for example, like, for example, a lot of Irish people would love to see Jordan Devlin step in that ring with Finn Balor. Yeah, look, I, I think the goal is certainly over time, right? Do I want to expose guys to things sometimes that they're not ready for? No. Um, when they're ready, then we then we make that call. Um, I, I see as, and, and what you're getting at is sort of kind of what is the aggregator of those brands. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it would be much more NXT in the future than it will be Raw and SmackDown because I, I just think it's a much more natural progression. The ability to do that is better with NXT because the ability to travel because of how we tape and, and record uh, the travel schedule, it can be a bit more um, manipulated, so to speak, and, and we can make the trips to the UK and we can make the trips to other places. I think what you'll see is over time NXT kind of being the aggregator for the 205s for the uh, UK talent and for any other places that we uh, begin to see, um, you know, kind of localized brands beginning to pop up. I think you'll see NXT be that aggregator and be that sort of kind of um, oversight of territories, so to speak. Hi, Paul. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, you've mentioned there about you know some of the British promotions. What, what is it that I suppose not first attracted you, but what made you really decide to push on and you know and go in search of this British talent to bring them to WWE? What is it that you love about and you know attracts you to the British talent compared to anywhere else in the world? Well, I think the you know in the uh, looking at it, there's a lot of talent all over the world that are great, right? You can look at various pockets. Uh, of talent in in markets in different places and say, wow, there's, there's there's some really good talent here, some really good talent there. UK just had a wealth of it. I think you could see that as the scene was beginning to boil up. Um, is giving these guys, it's it's one thing if they, there's a, a massive scene boiling up in the in the UK and in Europe and and it's becoming very popular and guys are getting going and all that. But then what happens to it next? This is my my theme music. Sorry about that. Can, is, can everybody still hear me? I can, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, my theme music kicked in there for a minute. I just, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the intent to go into a market that has a lot of talent like that is, is to be able to then come in there and help that talent grow, get to the next level, and give them that opportunity, a pathway you know, I'll go back to a conversation I had with Finn Balor years ago. 
uh, before he came in where he just thought like many he thought there's no possible way for me to ever get to WWE that's a pipe dream I can't do it I want to make that possible for everybody if you're talented it doesn't matter where in the world you are if you're talented and a big star and you have the opportunity to work for the biggest promotion in the world I want you to be able to take that opportunity so I, w- I would like to put that pipeline down for everybody and that's going where the talent is and giving them that opportunity and that's what we did in the UK okay brilliant and also um you know, can you say, especially with the, you know, perhaps the NXT brand or WWE, uh, the main roster in, in the future, can you ever see it working with any, you know, possibly the UK uh, companies with a cross-promoted event or, you know, even on an international level, something like New Japan? Um, you know, I mean, look, I think we're open to doing things with, with anybody or anything. I think we've, you know, in the UK, we're, we've done stuff with, uh, progress. We have an alliance with them. We have a, a, a situation with ICW out of Scotland um, with Mark Dallas. Um, two very uh, well-run. What, what I like about them: two very well-run, very respected promotions, and they and they do uh, good business. But but more importantly, are, are working with talent. They're cultivating talent. They're not just exploiting talent and saying, "Hey, we're going to grab these guys and do a show with them." They're they're teaching talent and they're and they're trying to make talent better. To me, that's what this is all about. Um, is there opportunity for cross promotional events or or opportunities? Absolutely, with the right things. I mean, it's just a uh, it's a blank slate, but I'm open to just about anything in the right if the right situation uh, shows itself. Would the appointment of Johnny Sane as GM suggest that we are slightly closer to that uh, weekly UK show? Was it still quite far away? No, I you know. Uh, like as I said earlier, ho- hopefully we'll have some announcements to make soon. Um, yeah. I, I don't, you know, making announcing a GM of nothing would seem silly. So, yeah, but, um, <laughs> you know, Johnny Saints a GM. So uh, there you go. But uh, yeah, I think we're a lot closer than we were. You know, it, there's a lot of T's to cross and I's to dot to make things happen, and it, it, it's just the way it is. And uh, but. Uh, just know that on, on our part, we're working diligently at it. Brilliant. Well, thank you for your time and uh, all the best with the shows next week. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. We'll move over to Will at TalkSport. You can go ahead, Will. Uh, hey, Paul. How's it going? Hey, Will. Uh, yeah, first of all, just wanted to ask you, we're talking about the way that certain talent have come through and impressed you there over the uh, new talent coming in, etc. Can you just shed a bit of light on the process of how you found the new guys and how you might go about finding other talent when the brand hopefully expands in the future? Well, you know, it's um, kind of a a never-ending process of keeping an eye on talent. We have a large team here that... Um, my recruiting team and my talent development team here at WWE are constantly doing. William Regal is a huge part of that, right? So there's pretty much, if if you're putting on a pair of boots and tights and, and doing this somewhere in the world, I don't want to say we know everybody, but uh, we, we've probably heard and, and have a little bit of a handle on it. Um, in, in markets like the UK or where things are a bit more hot and a bit more kind of... Uh, developed we have a pretty good handle on all of that so we're constantly keeping an eye on people and these are these are talent that we want to work with look these are talent that we think have a bright future and they're improving rapidly um you know these are talent that we're looking at working with in the very very soon these are talent that we feel like hey um 
really has a lot of potential, but maybe would be ready for us in some way a year down the road from now, and we'll help guide them to, you know, if they're not already there, a progress or an ICW or somebody like that, right, to uh, to give them that exposure and, and, and help them along the way. But we're, we're always constantly looking at all the the promotions and, and everything else that's out there and, and the talent that are out there. So, you know, it's a constant process. And, I can, then, and then obviously we're looking at athletes that want to be involved as well. I was going to say, I can tell you, Alistair Black put you over massively at download and said uh, that you, there's not a wrestler in the world you don't know and you have your ear to the ground. So uh, he certainly believes that you're omnipresent. Uh, what about the women's side of this, uh, of this tournament coming up this week? Because the likes of Ginny, Tony Storm, these are people who we see on the UK Indies on a regular basis. Outside of this plan for the two days, is there a plan for a women's part of this UK division? And how far along is that? Yeah, there, there, there is, and it's something that we're working on. At the same point in time, we're kind of working on that. We're sort of in conjunction working on the May Young Classic too here um, uh, in the U.S., and it's, so it, it's kind of a, a combo that is a great thing, and, and I feel like with the U.K. show, as it moves forward, the U.K. Uh, championship, the show itself, as that, as that begins to move forward, will kind of be in the realm of the May Young Classic starting to take place and as that goes down that's going to give us a really keen insight into um how we want to position not only women you know the the women's division within nxt and the women's division itself within the uk and all of it right the the may young classic um we did last year just it, it just gives you exposure to a lot of women the, the women are a little bit tougher sometimes for us to have a great handle on because they don't work as often and they don't get the amount of work that the guys do. So you don't get as many shots at seeing them in a, in a competitive manner with other women uh, to where you'd like to be able to see, to, to, to really understand their skill level and what needs to be worked on, right? So the, the May Young Classic for us, allows us to bring these women and work with them over the course of a few days uh, and, and over a period of time where we really get to know them better and understand their skill sets and everything else. Um, and, and that will help us to determine um, where we want to land. Brilliant. Thank you, Paul. Looking forward to next week. Thank you. Uh, so one thing I want to talk to you about is, of course, since the first United Kingdom tournament back in 2017, I think a lot of fans had question marks about this UK division and where it was going to go. What's the main differences between that one now and this at Royal Albert Hall? And do you see this as the perfect reboot and rebrand of the UK division? I do. It's a year and a half later. And um, I think we have a better handle on it. I think we're much closer to making this a reality. You know, you, there, there's a lot of components to this. When you talk about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, um, all the things that we have going on and are doing at once, they all interconnect in some way. You change one piece, it's a domino right effect. Like they all fall, and you know you you, ha you have to look at everything in a whole. Um, we we the intent has never changed. The intent to do what we wanted to do has never changed. It just took us some time through our other deals that we have with our partners, through everything else, to work through all of that to get us into a place where we're pretty close to being able to go where we want to go with it. Hopefully, like I said, we'll have some announcements on that soon. And um, 
you know, I'm, I'm excited about it this time. It's part of the reason why I wanted to go to Royal Albert Hall. I felt like it was the right venue to kind of relaunch. Perfect. And with that, of course, the United Kingdom Championship in itself has been quite a unique one in WWE with it seeing it defended on various different platforms from NXT and even independent promotions here in the UK. What yeah. for you is the really future of that title? Where do you see it? And are you kind of glad in retrospect that you've been able to have a championship like this and actually defend it outside of the company? I, I, I do. I, I like that. I love, um, I love the opportunity, as you see, with the UK title. You'll see it now with the North American title. For that to be able to go other places, do, do some things, shed some light on some other places that, that could use that light, um, that, that we believe in and that we believe are helping talent, um, the, the opportunity is great, and as you begin to create those opportunities in other locations around the globe, um, you're, you're, you're kind of building something special. And I think for a UK champion that can, uh, you know, one night be defended, I don't believe it. Like the, it's a UK title, so it's got to be defended in the UK and only won by a UK guy. You know, I don't believe that. I, I believe it's a title that represents a region. It should stay there for most of that time and be representative of that area most of the time. But for it to be able to travel outside and defend that UK title in New York or defend that title in India or defend that title in Mexico, um, I think that's great. I say, same with the North American title and, for that matter, same with the NXT title. Hi there, Paul. Just a couple of questions for you. Uh, just the first one, see, seeing the connections between... Uh, WWE and Progress and ICW. Do you think it would be possible that we get some sort of materials from them on the WWE network? Not necessarily a full show, but uh, maybe like clips or certain matches. Yeah, I think um, I think when the time is right, probably. You know, those are those are things that you can look forward to probably in the future. Maybe I, I, you know, um, networks a little bit out of my uh, my day to day. But if I if I had to to speculate on that, I would say sure. It's um, you know I think when there's quality products out there, um, we want to give that exposure in, in a way that's meaningful for everybody. So I think if that's if that's something that can be done down the line, I'm sure they're they're looking at it. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to ask a question about kind of the regional nature of some of the guys in the UK Championship tournament. So, for example, Zach Gibson, who, like, as a fan, I find him one of the funniest and most, like, easily detestable guys in the whole of the UK. But uh, how do you think that will translate to a more global audience? Obviously, a lot of his a lot of his persona has to do with the fact that he's from Liverpool. Um, is the aim to change him a little bit, or do you just want to keep him purely the same and just see how that comes across on a bigger platform? Well, you guys just don't like Liverpool people. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, so it's it's the interesting thing, right, in that when you are performing in front of a couple hundred people in a local setting, it, it certain things resonate, and then you move up to a larger venue and to a larger platform with people watching from a much more varied region and what you do has to change. Um, I think you see that even when, when talent come up from NXT sometimes, something that might work on that show doesn't necessarily translate into Raw or SmackDown or vice versa, talent that maybe weren't 
you know, the, 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 the absolute highlight of NXT, but their, their character, their persona, their style fits better to Raw or SmackDown, and they thrive. Um, it's a constant, a constant balance that you have to find. Um, I think, to your point, there will be some things of Zach that will stay the same, and then I think there are some things that will naturally morph because he will need to to grow to the larger audience. But that will be organic as it takes place, and I think you'll see that with everybody. Same with like a Flash Morgan Webster, that a guy that has a he has a, a, a kind of a certain thing that works for him where he is. But but that'll have to all that'll have to morph and change and grow. Um, not not wholesale, just be somebody different, but morph and change to grow to grow to the environment that he's in. But that's that's where it becomes the who will who will rise to that occasion, you know, and who will not. As is the last question, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. Um, who do you personally believe is the best British wrestler of all time, and why? Wow, best British wrestler of all time. Um, Man, that's a that's a, that a really that's a really tough question because you know you you certain styles that work in certain regions and then there are certain guys that take that style and bring it other places. Um, you know when you talk about different performers over the years, whether that's somebody in a style of a Johnny Saint or you know you go back and you go like well and then is it the more famous the Big Daddies the right or William Regal, who is, you know, arguably the guy that was able to take that style and then transition it to characters and everything else and sort of go everywhere and do everything with everybody. You get the prolific skills of uh, a Davy Boy Smith or Dynamite Kid. Um, you get the antics of an Adrian Street who, who goes other places and, and does those things incredibly well. Um, and man, I, I wouldn't want to put that on one person. I really wouldn't. Um, I'm, I'm impressed with a lot of the talent that come out of there. They're almost always out of the UK talent that come out of there, almost always impeccably trained. I mean, I know that's changed over the years with styles and everything, but um, it's one of the things that I notice a lot is that the majority of talent that come out of there, the fundamentals are very, very sound, and I love that. Um, but too many, too many great guys to say this is the all-time best. You know, I appreciate. It. I look forward to catching everybody. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, you'll all be there at Royal Albert Hall. I can tell you, without doubt, this tournament is going to be awesome. It'll be two incredible nights. If you don't have your tickets for Royal Albert Hall, you should. And um, I look forward to uh, the next level of announcements that will be coming down the pike and, uh, and, and having these conversations some more. So thank you very much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.